Morning, everyone. How are we all doing today? Good, good. Well, as you could tell, Pastor Brandon's not here today. He's at another Bible Prophecy Conference, actually the same one that Pastor Billy Crone, our guest speaker, came from. So I was going to say, too, Pastor, Pastor Brandon and Pastor Billy are really good friends as well. We're super excited to have them here. Pastor Billy's a senior pastor at Sunrise Church, Bible Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. And honestly, it's like a sister church to us. And I think Pastor Brandon and Pastor Billy could switch places anytime and we wouldn't miss a beat. So that's amazing. So we're excited to have him. He also has Take a Stand Ministries, which there's tons of great resources on there. I highly recommend checking out. Please check out his YouTube channel. He's always putting out great cutting edge content. So definitely check that out as well. And then you've also probably heard him on Jan Markell's show with Olive Tree Ministries. So with all that being said, let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Billy Crone. Awesome. Hi, good to see you guys. How you doing? Hey, I'm not Pastor Brandon, and I don't play one on TV, but I'm here to uh, uh, fill in for him. And uh, boy, great uh, message, update on Russia and Ukraine uh, Friday night at the conference. So uh, uh, you guys have been blessed with a great shepherd. So uh, how many guys were here for the first service? Praise God. I got three of you, but praise God. Uh, but anyway, that's right. No, but uh, we're basically picking up where we left off. I'm doing three different messages and uh, so the last message, of course, we dealt with the rise of a, what they call the Great Reset. It's really the Antichrist kingdom, uh, specifically honing on one of the four pillars, the one world economy. So that's here, and they're pushing the cashless society, of course. We're already there. But now they're getting ready to take the next step. And, of course, that next step, the Bible tells us, is the mark of the beast. Everything that these guys say in the Great Reset, they admit it. It's on tape, what they want to do. The Bible's the only book on the planet that tells us exactly where it's headed. It's going to culminate in the seven-year tribulation. We, the church, lead prior, but it's going to lead towards a one-world economy, a one-world government, okay, a cashless society mark of the beast system. We'll talk about that and a one-world religion, okay? And all those are part and parcel of this thing called Great Reset. So I tell people all the time, when you see that in print, when you hear it in verbs or the media talking about it, just supplant that word for what it is. The Great Reset means Antichrist kingdom. We don't know the exact date or the hour, but it's getting that close, okay? So let's begin in prayer. Father, we love you and thank you so much, God. And once again, uh, thank you for saving us from hell. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus Christ. And you didn't just rescue us from the penalty of our sins, what we deserve, but you've saved us for an incredible future. And not only heaven, which is our destination if we were to die as a Christian now or experience the rapture, which could happen, but you also saved us for coming back to this planet. At the end of the seven-year tribulation, we get to rule and reign with you, be a part of this time frame called the millennial kingdom where there'll be a righteous global government under you, Jesus, and there'll be peace with nature. It'll be phenomenal, like Garden of Eden conditions. And even after that, a new heavens and a new earth. Nobody has a brighter future than we, your church. And so God, help us to understand that the things that we see today are not, it's not for us to be fearful. It's frankly to get us excited. Because when you come back and get us, that's when our future kicks into gear. And so help us, God, not to love this world nor the things of this world, so that we show that the love of you, our Father, is not in us but maybe we finish strong as your faithful bride. And God, as always, if there's anybody here today that's not truly born again, I can be fooled, but you can't. And if they're truly not born again, please save them today. This is not a game. And that's why you got them here. Once again, and maybe this is the last opportunity, you're giving them a chance to turn to you, Jesus, before it's too late. May today be that day if that's the case. 
But please bless our study even now. We ask all this in your wonderful name, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. How many guys familiar with uh, Dr. Evil? I mean, Klaus Schwab from the uh, World Economic Forum, okay? Uh, again, uh, you're, uh, you're sitting there like, what? are you serious? That's the next step? These guys, they've got the control we saw last time, the last message of a global economy, all the machinery's in place, the mindset's in place. It's a new religion to allow these elites to take control of everything to save the planet and, and, all, and to catch the society. And they, so now it's all electronic. Well, what, what, what's the next step? Well, they tell us the next step. The same guys tell us the next step. First, it was the mask mandate. Then it was the vaccine mandate. Now they're mandating, of course, the passport, which has a chip in it, by the way. But they tell us the next step of their new utopia that they want to bring to the planet is they want to microchip every person on the planet to tie them into this new digital system, right? This is Klaus Schwab. He admitted this back in 2016. Now, the first about 30 seconds of it's just text, but then the audio will kick in. But watch what he said in an actual interview. This is crazy. Aujourd'hui, au bout de ça, on parle de puces qu'on pourra s'implanter. Ce sera quand, ça Certainement dans les dix années à venir. Et d'abord, on va les implanter dans nos vêtements, uh -huh. c'est-à-dire wearables, comme on le dit. Et après, on pourrait s'imaginer qu'on les implante dans nos cerveaux ou dans nos topos. Et à la fin, peut-être il y a une communication directe entre notre cerveau et le monde digital. Uh, let me get this straight. So by his prediction, anyway, 2026, a step-by-step -step process. We got used to microchipping everything, every product, everything that you buy and sell. But what's the ultimate goal? We are going to connect you, the person, to this global digital world with a microchip. And he specifically mentioned why. The brain, the head, we've heard that before, and then under your skin, like maybe a right hand or something, maybe? It's almost like somebody's following a script, okay? Folks, this is obvious what this is. It's the coming mark of the beast system. It's forming before our very eyes. Now, you and I as a born-again Christian don't need to worry about that because that's gonna be implemented fully in the seven-year tribulation, right? And we leave prior. We're not a part of the seven-year tribulation. The Bible's very clear about that, right? We are not under the wrath of God. That's seven years of God's wrath. Romans chapter five, 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 Thessalonians 5 says we are saved from, rescued from, and not appointed unto God's wrath. We can't be in there, and we're not, praise God. But so the point for you and I is, wait a second, if we see all the machinery, the mechanisms, the place, the, even the technology, even the desire, even admitted on tape that these guys really want to build the Antichrist kingdom, including the mark of the beast technology, then how much closer is our departure prior, right? That's the point for you and I uh, with this, okay? But again, I don't know about you, but uh, there's gonna be so much resistance on the planet of people, you know, having a microchip mandated in order to continue to buy and sell and function. Are you kidding me? What have we been seeing? I've seen, I don't know if you've seen, but the biggest dry run 
for the mindset to prepare people for the mandate for the mark of the beast. And this is what's been going on the last two years. We saw people roll over, people that even are, maybe are friends and families. Like, what, what happened to you, right? What happened to the Americana freedom? Where's our backbone, right? The government gave the order and said, we mandate for you to stay home. What did everybody do? Stayed home. We mandate now we're gonna, you have to put something on your head, a mask, in order to what? Buy and sell, interact with society. What people do? They rolled over and played dead. Now, then they went to the next step. We're gonna put something in your body, mandated the jabs. And what people do in order to keep their job or to buy and sell, they rolled over and played dead by and large. And you think these same people, if they're obviously not born again, Christians are gonna be left behind in the seven year tribulation when the antichrist gives his order, now take the microchip. That Klaus Schwab admitted is the next step. They're gonna take it too, folks. It's all part of the antichrist kingdom and that willing society is already here, and that's what I want to demonstrate. But let's get familiar with that passage again. Revelation 13, Revelation 13, verses 11 through 18 is our opening text. You got your Bible, go ahead and turn there. Uh, but Revelation 13, if you find the dictionary, what do you do? Hang a left, that's right, it's right there. So if you find the tables of weights and measures, keep hanging the left, but that's all right. Uh, Revelation 13, let's go ahead and let's read our context here, right? Revelation 13, verse 11, of course, talking about the false prophet working with the Antichrist in the seven-year tribulation. What kind of a system are they gonna set up, right? Well, it's satanic, number one. It says here, verse 11, then I saw another beast coming out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, the false prophet, and he spoke like a dragon. In other words, he's satanically inspired because the dragon is Satan defined by revelation. And he exercised all authority of the first beast on his behalf, the Antichrist, He's his cohort. And he made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And he performed these great and miraculous signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of them. And because of these signs, he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. And he ordered them to set up an image and honor the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And he was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. And he also what? Forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark in his right hand or on his forehead. Why? So that no one, it's a global basis on the planet, could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast for it is man's number. His number is 666. Okay. Now, again, if you're not familiar with this passage, hopefully you are, uh, you really should because we're watching this come into play right before our very eyes. Okay, and this is the classic passage telling us some aspects of the seven-year tribulation of the Antichrist reign. He's gonna be working with this religious uh, cohort uh, heading up the one world religion. And uh, I, I think you spell his name P-O-P-E. Well, I mean, whatever. I don't know if he's the Pope or whatever, but he's trying awfully hard to get the job. Uh, but anyway, uh, but basically the Bible says that this guy working with this religious cohort, uh, the whole planet, that's the context there, is gonna be under the authority of the Antichrist is gonna be under the economy of the Antichrist. And then they're gonna do something. They're going to deliberately take the step and tie people together with some sort of a mark into this global economy system that will enable them to control all the buying and selling. That's exactly what Klaus Schwab said is the next step. That's how close we are, folks. Okay, they're gonna mandate that. Exactly, okay. And my thing is like, are you serious? Do we really have a willing society? who would go along with this? You'd think at some point people say, that's it, I draw a line in the sand, okay? Well, again, what did we just see? We saw what? 
A mandate was given, something put on your head, a mask, people rolled over. Something put something in your arm, a mandate for the jab, people just rolled over. I'm telling you folks, that willing society to now go this next step, as crazy as it sounds, and get a microchip implant to tie you into this new digital system, they're already here. Now, I want to break it down. Why? Because again, like we saw in the first message, this isn't, it hasn't been going on just the last two years with the COVID. It's been a slowly, step-by-step process, like a warming a frog in a pot uh, and getting us used to the idea. And the first way is they've been using propaganda to condition us to, hey, a microchip, man, that'd be awesome. It'd be fantastic, right? Long before COVID even showed up. And if you've been paying attention, folks, I mean, everything in the media basically has been promoting this. I'm talking about sitcoms. I'm talking about movies, Hollywood, uh, news, talk shows, even cartoons are getting people to say, hey, microchip, that's just the way that you, it's just going to happen. But let me give you just a sampling of that conditioning process. Let's take a look at this. Delivery boy? No, not again. Please, anything else? Take your hands off me. You've been assigned the job you're best at, just like everyone else. What if I refuse? Well, that's tough. Lots of people don't like their jobs, but we do them anyway. You gotta do what you gotta do. Now hold out your hand. I'm gonna implant your career chip. It'll permanently label you as a delivery boy. We found this implanted in our victim shoulder. It's a Verichip. You scan it here. Information pops up there. Your whole life on a grain of rice. Okay, hit more info. See if we get a driver's license. Yeah, Jenny Price, 18. Chase Shaw says this thing holds credit card information. I excise this from her shoulder. I don't know what it is. Uh, that's an RFID chip, and I think we know who put it there. Naomi doesn't. I asked her. So whoever did this to her must have injected it while she was unconscious. Like a way of keeping tabs on your cheating wife. Why would you implant an RFID chip in your wife's shoulder? I was keeping tabs on her. Keeping tabs on her. She's a human being. You're aware of that, huh? Not a pet. She was cheating on me. That doesn't give you the right to tag her. RFID is the wave of the future. I'm just ahead of the curve. In 15 years, everyone will be implanted with a chip. Brooke likes this idea, which tells you a lot about Brooke. Listen to this story. Okay, so if you forgot your ticket to a, a game, a soccer game in Argentina, okay. it's not a problem because you can use the microchip that's been embedded under your skin by the Crazy. team. An Argentinian yeah. soccer team planning experimentally to this point to offer supporters a chance to implant a microchip in their skin. Let's them walk right through, like easy pass in your right. car. It's an easy pass. You just walk right into the stadium. But the easy pass is in your car, not in your wrist. That's correct. But see, I'm not really thinking about it in terms of sports as much as I would love to put one in my kids. <laughs> just to know where I, they are? I know, like, I know it's creepy and really futuristic, mm -hmm. but I, my dog has one. Right. And she ran away and ended up, like, so we live downtown, and she ended up, like, in Harlem. Mm -hmm. And they, somebody did deliver her to a... a facility of a place and they scanned her and then they found us and i honestly am not completely against chipping my children have you, have you <laughs> turns out one of the biggest discoveries is actually this tiny see how small that is this little chip may be the next big thing and it sounds like it's right from a sci-fi movie but people all over the world are implanting these into their wrists so i asked my producer dean to find out more about this cutting edge technology and what it could mean for your health Whether it's our smartphones, our watches, our fitness trackers, or our Bluetooth headphones, 
It's clear that technology is not just part of our lives, it's running them. It's how we buy things, watch things, how we date, stay safe, even how we travel. Paul? Cool. We're so attracted to our devices that they're basically becoming a part of our bodies. But what if they really could become a part of our bodies? Well, guess what? They can. Meet the RFID microchip. This tiny chip, which can be implanted into your wrist, yes, I did say wrist, uses short-range radio frequency identification, similar to the tech used to track your pets or your phone. Once implanted in your body, it could identify you as you pass through the airport, open the door to your home. It could even be used to buy groceries at the supermarket. Now, your driver's license, passport, keys, and wallet are all inside your body, contained in something the size of a grain of rice. I know it might sound like sci-fi, but it's not. 10,000 people have already been chipped and the number is growing. The possibilities are limitless, especially when it comes to your health. Imagine your rush to the hospital without any identification, but with just one scan of your chip, doctors know your name, date of birth, medical history, insurance, blood type, allergies, even the medication you're taking. This chip in your wrist won't just change your life, one day it might just save it. And that's why this little RFID microchip is the next big thing. To think something so small can connect you to everything that matters. When your life and all you love are on the line. HealthLink is always with you when every second counts in the emergency room. Providing immediate access to your medical records. Because Bob has trouble remembering all his medications. Because I'm in love with my kids' kids. Because my car lost control while driving. Because now I'm looking out for both of us. Because I have diabetes, but it doesn't have me. Because I spend my life in the ER trying to save yours. Notice how the last two examples were from the medical community. And if you don't think the medical community will basically throw out the ultimatum, you don't get the chip, you don't get served any kind of medical help. The medical community already did the mask, the vaccine. It's the next step. And if you don't think the current administration would do something like that, I got some swamp land in Vegas I'd love to sell you. See me after service, I'll give you a great cut rate price, okay? But it's the next big thing. And this is the ultimate goal. This is Klaus Schwab warned about this, okay? And wait till you see the Biden clip from 2005 at the end of the study, Lord willing. But if you think, oh, nobody's gonna buy into this. Okay, yeah, the media's propagandizing it, trying to get people to think it's the next big thing. It's great, it's gonna be awesome. Well, watch this. A recent poll said 20% of American population right now is fully ready and willing to receive a microchip implant. That's long before they even get threatened to lose your job and all the other stuff. It's working. And then watch this. One of the guys in the medical industry with this technology said, and I quote, he expects that in the next two to three years, it will be standard protocol for emergency room personnel to scan the upper right arm of every patient admitted, which is not too far from the right hand. Oh, come on, in two to three years? What has we been seeing the last two years? 
unbelievable behavior mandates. But that's just the first step. The second way uh, we know the mark of the beast system is coming is not just the propaganda, the logistics are here. Now, I don't know if you ever uh, wondered why uh, inquiring minds want to know, you know, as a young Christian, I'm going like, well, what's going on? Why is it the mark of the beast is specifically on the right hand or the forehead, right? Why is it not, you know, like on, on the, the back, you know, or your big toe? You know, why did God call out those specific ones? Well, there's a reason for it, right? Uh, and the first one is a practical issue, right? Uh, as you can see there, in cold weather climates, two parts of the body, which are the quickest and easiest to expose for scanning purposes would be the hands, okay, or the forehead, right? And I know it might sound strange for us here on the West Coast, certainly in Vegas, uh, but you guys know it's true. I, I, I mean, uh, did you know, I mean, this is, it's not a conspiracy theory, so just roll with it, right? Did you know there's a big portion of our planet that they, they have these things, um, they're called uh, coats and gloves. Have you seen them? Dude, that was an actual picture. That's not Photoshopped. It's real. But believe it or not, a large portion of our planet is the cold weather climate. So there's a practical issue. If you had the mark of the beast on your back or on your big toe or something like that, uh, that's not very practical, right? But in cold weather climates, if you had a glove on, you just take it off real quick, put it back on, scan, right? Or even if you had a hat on, you just pop it up a little bit, scan your head, you're good to go. So I think there's a practical issue. The second one, believe it or not, is a energy issue. Now, the people that are developing these same chips that you just saw that are being uh, in propaganda, trying to get us to get it, uh, the biomed field, okay, they have to have a charge. They have to have a battery. Well, you don't want to put a battery in there. Uh, that can have detrimental. So they actually figure out a way to create a charge using the fluctuation of a temperature in the human body. So that those fluctuations, sounds weird, that when your, your body temperature fluctuates, uh, they can create a voltage off of that. And they could use that to keep the chip charged, okay? Now, and this is uh, from one of the biomed field folks. Uh, they spent, listen, over $1.5 million to find the two places in the human body that the temperature changes the most rapidly so that they can create a charge and charge up the chip. And you know where that is? And I quote, it's in the forehead right below the hairline and the back of the hand. They could have saved their million and a half dollars if they would have what? Paid attention to how mom used to check your temperature the old-fashioned way with the back of the hand on the forehead. Isn't that interesting? So, so again, there's that issue. The third one is the worship issue, right? I don't know if you ever heard this, even sometimes from Christians, you know, what, what, what if I... Well, first of all, we're not going to deal with the mark of the beast. We're the church. If you're born again Christian, praise God. We're not going to be in the seven-year tribulation, which means we're not going to see the mark of the beast. Our point is we see the underpinnings, the machinery in place, so our departure is that much clearer, faster, sooner than we got to get motivated, right? Okay, but then you'll hear people say, what if, what if I fall asleep on the couch and I just took a nap and they came into my house and got me and I'm, oh, I'm dude. No, you're going to choose to do this, right? Out of convenience or flat out to try to escape death, but you're also going to do it as an act of worship. People are going to take the mark as an act of worship. In fact, the Bible says that uh, in just the Revelation 13, four different times, that this is an act of worship, not just convenience, right? Revelation 13, 4, and they also what? Worship the beast or the Antichrist. Revelation 13, 8, all inhabitants of the earth will what? Worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 13, 12, and he made the earth and its inhabitants worship 
the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed in Revelation 13, 15, so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. Okay, so they're gonna worship it. So here's my point. Go back to this worshipful attitude. Do we see any signs of people using these specific body areas, the head or specifically the right hand in an attitude of worship? Yeah. In fact, a big bulk of our planet is I believe gonna take the head option in the seven-year tribulation. And the first one is the Asian and Hindu population. And, and those aren't just, hey, look at that. That's a, that's a different kind of a fashion. That's not just a fashion. That's a, that's the, the, a mark, uh, in, and it's called the talaka of the bindi, that they use in worship of their deities, which obviously is false, demons. But that, and it isn't just the older generation, the younger ones, they still do it today. So that's a huge chunk of the planet. When the mark gets administered, I think that's where they're gonna take it. Because again, that's an area of, worship, and they're going to worship the Antichrist. Now, another big population on the planet who is going to be left behind, and that is the Catholics. Now, why do I say that? Because if you truly believe what Catholicism teaches, you're not saved, because Catholicism is a works-based salvation. You need to keep the seven sacraments, and even then, you're probably not even going to make it to heaven. You go to, this is what they teach, you go to some place called purgatory, which is not biblical, the Bible says if you're a born-again Christian, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, 2 Corinthians 5 eight. These guys say, oh, no, no, <clears throat> after doing all these works, you're still not good enough. You gotta go to this mythical limbo place, purgatory, to purge a place of purging your sins. That's blasphemy to the cross of Christ who cleanses us from all of our sins. But it's through fire and suffering Then maybe after a thousand years, maybe you'll get to heaven. That's their teaching. If you believe that, you're not saved. No different than a Jehovah's Witness or Mormon, any works-based salvation. So I'm convinced these people, including Pope, who said that? You said that, Pope? That's right. It's going to be left behind, right? And so guess what? I think that a big portion of them are going to probably take the mark in their forehead. Why? Because every year they do that. Every year they get a mark on their head on Ash Wednesday. It's just standard protocol, right? Including Sleepy Joe, Right? But you might think, oh, well, I don't care what, you know, Joe Biden, Hindus, Asians, Catholics think, you know, uh, you know, I'd never get a mark on my head. I mean, that's a fashion faux pas. That's not cool here in the West. Are you kidding me? Uh, so-called, have you seen what the so-called latest fashion, it used to be just tattoos. Now you can't just get a tattoo. It's got to be a 3D tattoo or some crazy tattoo, right? Some freaky tattoo, tattoos everywhere. Oh, then that wasn't good enough. Then it went to the, the body implants and the piercing. First it was piercing in the ears. Then it was 500 in the ear. Right? Then it was in your nose, in your navel, and you're, it's everywhere. Huh? Well, then that's not enough. Right? It's just, you got to keep pushing the envelope. Now it's these implants, steel implants, bone implants. Yeah. In fact, let me show you some pictures. This is the latest trend. And, and again, this is here in the West, right? Uh, uh, this one is started in Asia. This is called the bagel head. Don't you guys want to be cool? What are you laughing at? You don't know fashion. And basically, what they do is they inject in the head a saline solution. And then they poke their finger in it, and so it looks like a bagel. Really? Oh, that, that's just tip of the iceberg. Then you can combine it with tattoos and implants and stuff like that. Uh, that guy on the, he got hit by a truck or something. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, pray for that guy. But anyway, that's right. What? Are you seriously? And this guy, look at that. Right? It's got a bigger bat or whatever, but it's obvious this guy is going to resist a mark of the beast. I mean, that's just a fashion full paw. Don't tell me that you're going to put some grain of rice, a little tiny thing in my hand. I've had enough of that stuff. Are you kidding me? This is going to be chump change, right? Oh, that, he's not the only guy. This guy's uh, apparently uh, 
fan of Edward Scissorhands or something, but I don't know, in your nose and you know, whatever, but he, oh yeah. Oh, or this lady who wanted to become, and she literally turned herself into a, a vampire, and that's the other thing, that now they're grinding their teeth to look like, you know, all kinds of stuff, or, or even tattooing their eyes black or red or whatever. And this guy, look at that, piercings ain't enough just in the ears anymore, man. Now you gotta do it in your whole face so you can see all the way across. It's like a, how do you eat a taco, man? What's going on with that? But anyway, that's right. I could digress, but that's a guy thought. Uh, let's move on. And, and now you can do a bagel head and an implant, and you can look like the Wolverine. Yeah! Now, speaking of the hand, right? Speaking of the hand, now the latest trend is they don't just put stuff under their hand. They put big things, like a big padlock or a skull. And you really think that a little tiny microchip is going to bug these people? No way, folks. The mindset is already here. But that's just the forehead. We're letting it on the hand. What about the hand thing? That's the other thing. It's not just the forehead and an attitude of worship. It's the hand. Do we see anybody specifically doing something with the right hand in an attitude of worship? Mm-hmm. Rhymes with Hitler, right? What did he do? Heil Hitler with what? The right hand. And that was definitely, unfortunately, an attitude of worship that many people believe he was a forerunner, a type of the Antichrist that will come that's going to make what Hitler did look like chump change. Right? But not only him, the Palestinians, those who want to annihilate the Jewish people, they're still doing it today. Right? Oh, but not only that, I had to show this one. Uh, I'm a research junkie. Remember back in the Obama years? Did you guys forget what was going on there? They worshiped that guy like he was God. In fact, some of the Hollywood elite actually called him our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. I could share your video clips on that. But notice what the followers during the Obama years did, including Hollywood. And I quote, as you can see there, they were encouraged to mark their specifically right hands with messages, press them over their hearts, and pledge allegiance to Obama. A political figure, you know, like the Antichrist will be. And then not only that, uh, what's the latest thing? Black Lives 